It's Bethany here. Welcome back to Unleash Faith. I'm super excited for you to join me for this week's episode. Uh, but real quick, if you are not already subscribed to the podcast, I encourage you to subscribe. Hit that notification button so that you don't miss any new episodes. Uh, because in the month of October, I will be putting out some um bonus episodes throughout the month of October and November, and you don't want to miss those because we will have special guests and they will be sharing their heart and their story. And I'm so excited how God is going to move in those episodes. Um, Also, if you have not already connected uh, with my Facebook page, please go to facebook.com, type in Unleash Faith with Bethany. Give me a like, give me a follow. Um, That way you can keep connected with me throughout the week. And then also, Go ahead and sign in, sign up for this first giveaway that I have for reaching 200 followers. I'm going to be giving away merchandise, a gift card, and then something mysterious. So make sure that you tune in, that you plug in, that you get connected somehow. Um, Thank you so much again for tuning in in this week's podcast. tuning in this week's episode. Um, This week is going to be a little bit different. Going forward, we're going to dig into a little bit more scripture. Um, So if you are a note taker, if you're a doodler, if you are someone who just wants to jot things down, get a notepad, get a piece of paper, get a sticky note, whatever it is you write stuff down, uh, because I'm going to be throwing some scripture at you today. And it's scripture that I hope, again, as I've said in the previous podcast, that you Uh, maybe pray over that you actually study that you pick apart and just really understand so the last couple episodes I have given you tools and tips to help implement uh, growth in your relationship with Christ Uh, little things that have helped me um, so I'm praying that you guys are implementing that into your life I'm praying that you're getting connected with someone uh, or something in your church whether it's a Bible study where it's a connect group um, whatever your church specifically calls it but I encourage you if you're not doing that get connected you need to be around other believers so that they can push you they can encourage you they can pick you up uh, whenever you're having a struggle time a dry season um, and it's so important to that but going into the today's episode uh, it is called he must be first. Um, it seems pretty explanatory that he is Jesus and and all that we do, uh, we must put him first. But in reality, we always sometimes don't do that. Um, it sounds simple. It sounds like th- something that should just come natural. But so many times in our life, we get caught up in the, the polka dots on the calendar and we are on the go, go, go kind of mood. Uh, but you know, when that happens, there are uh, times that we start to overthink things. Um, which causes us to try to handle things on our own. This is not an example of putting him first in what we do. Uh, We are going to talk about that today. It's so important that putting him first in all that we do, uh, we will never go through anything alone. We just will know how to go through it in a different way. We will know how to go through it with Jesus, um, with him by our side. And we will also get to know on how we can go through it with scripture on a daily basis. And obviously, if you haven't figured out who the he is in the title, it's Jesus. We can't do life without him. We've tried that. It doesn't work out for us. And so our first scripture, it's it's deep. So I hope you're ready. Uh, grab your Bibles if you have it. 
If not, write this verse down because I want you to ponder on this. I want you to to, uh, invest into this scripture. And it's John 5, 1 through 5. And for this particular version, I wanted to use the message uh, version. As said before, I love the message version. I love how it just speaks loudly, how it speaks boldly to me. And I'm just able to understand it a little bit better. So it says here in John 5, Sometimes later, Jesus went up to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish festivals. Now there is in Jerusalem near the Sheep Gate a pool, uh, which in Aramaic is called Bethsheba, and which is surrounded by five covered colonies. Here, a great number of disabled people used to lie, the blind, the lame, the paralyzed. One who was there had been an invalid for 38 years. 38 years! When Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time, he had asked him, Do you want to get well, sir? The invalid uh, guy replied, I have no one to help me to get in the pool when the water is stirred. While I am trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. Then Jesus said to him, Get up! Pick up your mat and walk! At once the man was cured. He picked up his mat and he walked. The day on this day which this took place was a Sabbath. I'll pause right there for a minute. As I've previously talked about the Sabbath. And it says throughout scripture there is so many times that Jesus had opportunities to work on the Sabbath. And he had those moments to where he could have ignored what was in front of him. But instead, he followed his own, his God's commandment is to love people. So instead of flaking this guy off and pushing him to the side, he stopped and he told him to pick up your mat. On the day of rest, when he could have just turned the other cheek, he's helping this person. Um, and so many times we do that. We think, oh man... It's my Sabbath. I can't. I talked about this uh, in last week in Sis, and it's just kind of like we get in those moments that we think that, you know, this is a me time. This is I can't do it. I can't help anybody. I got to do this for me. But sometimes in those Sabbath moments, in those times of rest, God is going to use us um, to glorify him. And we have to honor that whenever he puts things on our heart or on our spirit or people in front of us. We have to honor that. Um, So going back to the scripture, and it says, um, This took place on the Sabbath, and so that the Jewish leader said to the man who had been healed, It is the Sabbath. The law forbids you to carry your mat. But he replied, The man who made me well said to to pick up my mat and walk. So they asked him, Who is this fellow who told you to pick pick it up and walk? The man who was healed had no idea who it was. For Jesus had slipped away into the crowd like a ghost uh, that was there. (laughs) Later, Jesus found him at the temple and said to him, See, you are well again. Stop sinning or something worse will happen to you. The man went away and told the Jewish leaders that it was Jesus who healed him, who made him well. Okay, mind-blowing for sure that Jesus, one, comes in, heals this man, and just kind of tucks out. I love how he does that. That he doesn't want to be glorified. He doesn't want to be noticed. He doesn't want... Hey, this, I did this, I did this. We need to be more like Jesus. We need to do things and then kind of slip out. We need to honor him whenever he places someone on our heart. Buy groceries for that person. Buy a meal for somebody. Uh, And when I say buy a meal for somebody, it's not buy a meal and let them know. Pick someone in a restaurant next time you go. If it's a couple, if it's someone with a young baby, or if it's a police officer or a first responder, ask the waiter 
or a waitress to pay their bill, just pay it forward and then just slip out kind of like Jesus did here. Uh, those are moments that he is going to favor you, I promise. Uh, so again, back to this passage. Uh, you know, reading it, I began to think of times in my life when I felt, uh, you know, like I couldn't do things or I held back because I couldn't see the bigger picture. You know, I could only focus on what was in front of me. Um, and I think, and I always would kind of think, well, if I do this or I do this, um, it's going to happen. You know, different scenarios of the what ifs playing in my head. Instead of just relying on God and knowing that he was going to handle it in all circumstances. Um, so like this man who was by the pool, he was so close to it and he could see it. And from where he was, uh, where he was sitting, he could see it. But at, at, the, at the same time, the pool was so far even though it was, he could see it and he was right there at the same time, it was so far. Uh, so meaning for us to relate that sometimes in our life, we have to open our eyes and we have to focus on something. We have to someone goals in life, but it seems impossible to get to that next level, to reach out to that person you've been meaning to reach out to, to uh, get to that something that you've been wanting to get to. We feel that we are stuck in one spot and can't get to the next level because we are, it's how we're thinking. We're overthinking. We we feel that we're un, unqualified. We feel that, um, you know, that I don't have the right words to say. I don't have the right background. Um, I didn't grow up in church. I, I can't do all these things that, that God's put into my heart that he wants me to do, you know. But it's when we hear his voice speaking to us, he will tell us, just like he told that man at the pool, pick yourself up, pick yourself up and go. I got your back. I will handle it. And so many times too, I tell my daughter, uh, you know, like I call her daughter and I, I don't do that just to be weird or sound weird, or sometimes it does sound weird, but it's just like in scripture, how God refers to the woman with the issue of blood daughter you were healed it's i love when he specifically does that i love how he refers to us as his sons and daughters that he adopted us um into his family and i just love that you know he is always with us his spirit was placed inside of us before we were ever born but right now what i want you to do is stop for a minute i want you to take a deep breath and i want you to ask yourself what is consuming most of your time right now we're gonna take a different spin what is consuming most of your time right now? Is it work? Is it home life? Is it church? Is it social media? Is it TV? What is it? What is consuming most of your time right now? If you're the one taking notes, write something down right now. Without thinking, without hesitation, what is consuming your time? Things that can consume our focus is our time spent, our actions, our words, our finances, all these things can take control over our thoughts and they can make life complicated. But if we do all these things with him, with God, with Jesus, blessings will come instead of chaos and heartache. And I'm not saying that it's not, it's always going to be rainbows and sunshines. There will be trials, there will be tribulations, but it's how we go through those trials, how we go through those tribulations determines our faith, our obedience, our discipline, our faithfulness to the Father. And we have to think that everything that he went through, he was still faithful. He, he was still focused on the end result. Jesus came to this earth as a human to minister and to love people. But at the end of his life, he knew what was in store for him. He knew that he was going to be beaten, that he was going to be tortured, that he was going to be spit on, that he was going to be crucified. 
that his blood would be shed. But he did it anyway because he loves us so much. It's so amazing to be able to wrap your head around that. So one thing that we do like to do is overthink. We like to overevaluate. So an example that I can share with you and be personal for a moment. Um, in just a situation that's been out of my control is how people view me. And you might be feeling like that right now. You might be stepping out of your comfort zone and doing things that God's calling you to do. And you kind of in the back of your mind, you're worried about what people are going to say about you, what people are going to do, how they're going to act around you because they know your past. Well, if they know Jesus, they know that his grace covers us all and that our past cannot determine who we are right now in this moment. That we have to move past it. We have to overcome who they think they, that we are. And for me, it was huge in my life is how people viewed me. And the complications that this caused me uh, was unnecessary worry, anxiety, cycles of depression. An example I can give you um, for a situation that is out of my control, um, because it's not in my control anymore, is my relationship with my family, my blood family. You know, for because of the life choices that I choose to live and not condone in, to not have a relationship with them, that doesn't mean that I don't love them. It is so tough, so tough. But for my spiritual life, it is better to have it the way that I have it. Setting healthy boundaries was the best decision that I could make spiritually. And for you as well, I encourage you, if you are struggling with any type of relationship, setting those healthy boundaries with people are important. It will save your mental and spiritual well-being. I guarantee it. I promise. Um, I think I might do an episode on that because I feel like boundaries is something that I particularly, you know, struggled with whenever I became all in. You know, I was letting uh, my brother who was struggling with his addiction kind of just overtake me and kind of control everything. And, you know, I, I, I went behind my husband's back and gave my brother financial support. You know, there was all these things that I did that I'm not proud of that uh, that if I went back in time I don't think I would do them the same but because of what I did and what I went through you know I was able to eventually my brother was able to be saved thank you Jesus um, and I was able to confess that to my husband and of course being the loving husband uh, that he is and the God man that he is he forgave me and uh, he understood and that is that is powerful but you know protecting yourself is you have to do that for your own well-being for your children for your family you have to protect yourself um and another thing i do want to um just reach out to you about is how are you spending your time i asked you what is taking your time and now i'm going to ask you how are you spending your time are you spending it in a valuable way or or let's just be honest Are you, uh, you know, being lazy and making excuses about the way you spend your time? You know you have all these things to do. You know that you need to spend time with God, but you use the excuse maybe, I'm tired. I had a long day at work. I can't do it. There's not enough time in the day. There's always time for Jesus. There's always time for Him. You have to make time for Him. It's so, so important. Um, And I just want you to take a second and to think about that. And I'll read it again. I'll say it out loud. How are you spending your time? 
Are you serving the Father or are you making excuses? What is something that you do that takes away time that you could be spending with the Lord? If you're, again, taking notes, I want you to write that down. What is something that you do that takes time away you could be spending with the Lord? For me, I can say it's Netflix has consumed so much of my time. Not so much recently because I am trying to do better. I'm trying to get into this new routine since I'm not working no more to try to figure out what I can do because I don't want to sit on the couch all day and I don't want to binge watch Netflix and all of these things. But um, I'm just trying to change my perspective and use my time in a different manner. But Netflix can be dangerous. I can go through a series in such a, in just a couple days, um, maybe even weeks sometimes, depending on how long it is. Um, and I tell you what, I'm like a level 70 FBI investigator. For those of you who are like invested in criminal minds or NCIS or any of those investigating shows, we're friends because I'm level 70. I don't know what level you are. But I'm just saying, thanks to Netflix, I should have a badge. But it is what it is. (laughs) But for me, thinking about these questions that I am asking, I kind of felt convicted, you know, that I spend too much time watching TV, that I could be spending more time in scripture, that I could be spending more time serving other people. Maybe that's how you're feeling right now. And it's okay. Because bringing that to the surface and facing it, you're able to change it. You're able to start managing your time better. Uh, I was talking to a sister yesterday and how like, I can't get into this routine. I can't figure it out. And she gave me so much encouragement. She said, it will get figured out. You will figure it out. You will fill your time up with doing God's work. And, um, you know, on the way home to leaving her house, I was thinking of how like, I've always written stuff down in calendar on my to-do list. Maybe I need to do that. Maybe I need to do that now that I'm in a different season of my life. A, you know, a more positive uh, calendar. Something that I can say, hey, I'm going to do this. I'm going to I'm gonna spend time with God on, on this day at this time. And I'm going to meet with Him. I'm going to, it's so important to me to meet with Him. So I'm going to make sure that I put it down in my calendar that I don't miss this meeting with Him. For those of you that might have work meetings at work and that you have these big calendars and you might have these big corporate meetings or whatever, and you know how important those are and you know that you can't miss those, you can't miss time with God either. You have to shift your perspective. You have to prioritize your time that you spend with Him. So um, if you are taking notes, please get ready because I am going to give you some more good stuff. And it's not that I want you to do these podcasts and take notes and I'm not trying to preach and teach teach you. I'm just trying to share his word and what he's placed on my heart. And just every episode that I talk about, um, that I record, that I, you know, that I ponder, I pray and I just pray for him to give me the words to guide me in which direction I need to go. And I recorded two different episodes for this week and I didn't know which one I wanted to share, but This one, I just feel like it's going to, um, this particular topic is going to really stand out. It's going to really help somebody in whatever they're going through right now. So, um, as always, you guys know that I love to talk about prayer. I love getting in prayer. Um, and so just a little quick, um, I guess like background kind of about our church. 
So in our church at the beginning of the year, every year we do what's called a corporate fast. Uh, you know, it. and just real quick, if you're not familiar with fasting or what that is, it's uh, prayer and fasting uh, should not always be at the beginning of the year. Um, I think we should do it more often. I think we should do it in times of questionable things, troubles when we're unsure of the situation. Um, prayer and fasting will reveal exactly what you need to see or hear. Um, it is something that you, when you start fasting, it's something that you go without uh, with. It could be Netflix. It could be coffee. A lot of people fast food. Um, not like fast food, like McDonald's and Chick-fil-A and all that, but they fast, they give up certain foods uh, that have consumed their life that they think that they just can't live without. So um, I did pull some notes from when I taught my ladies about a year ago about the importance of uh, whenever you fast and pray that you get spiritual benefits from it. Um, And I wanna share them with you. The first one is whenever you go into prayer, when you go into fasting and you are obedient in that time, you get spiritual discipline, you get spiritual obedience, you get spiritual clarity, spiritual growth and spiritual breakthrough. There's been so many times that I have been in a struggle or I have been in a, I guess, kind of like a rut, as you would say. And I've prayed and I've fasted for a day or two or or however long I feel like I need to. And I've gotten so many breakthroughs. I have had so much clarity come my way. And it's just incredible to have those moments. And it's kind of like uh, the aha moments with God. And I just love that when he reveals himself Um, to me in those moments and he will do that to you but it's all in how much effort you put into it if you are just saying oh yeah I'm gonna do it but then you don't go all in with it and you're kind of on the fence with it and you kind of like oh if I do it now just a little bit then I still might get what I you know what I'm praying and fasting for that's not how it works. You can't negotiate with God. You can't say, hey, I'm going to do this and I'm going to expect you to do this. That's not, this, he is not a toddler that you can say, we'll see. Uh, because we all know as parents and aunts and uncles or whatever, that when we say we'll see, it never happens. <laughs> so, you know, for, and, and also too, with fasting, uh, it doesn't have to be one or two days. It just is however many days that you feel like you want to do it, whether it's weeks or months or whatever you choose. Um, It's just to full purpose, remove anything that is unhealthy, anything that is causing uh, a detour in your connection with God on a higher spiritual level. And again, it doesn't have to be just food. So many times that people think when we talk about fasting, I'm just like, oh, I can't eat. No. How about you remove negative uh, relationships from your life for a few days? How about you remove saying anything negative for to anybody or about anybody or even thinking negativeness about anybody? You know, it's crazy what will happen when you remove certain things from your life. Um, some things, a lot, I've heard testimonies from people that they've went into fasting and prayer and they've let go of so many things and then they've never turned back to it, which I think is incredible. It is awesome to be able to release things that are taking up so much of your time, so much of your energy that you could be giving that energy and that time over to the Lord. Um, So I'm gonna give you two scriptures 
And then um, I may wrap up. I may keep talking. I don't know. I just feel like the spirit is all over this and I just love it. Uh, Matthew 6, uh, 16 through 18 says, when you fast, you do not look somber as the hypocrites do. For they disfigure their faces to show others they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your father who is unseen. And your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Meaning that whenever you fast and when you pray over something, you don't have to boast and tell people about it. Just do it just because you know you need to do it. Do it in secret. Yes, I said that our church does it in corporate fast, but it's to encourage each other and to cleanse um, for the whatever's coming for the year. I'm so grateful for the fast we did in 2021 in January because I feel that it prepared us for all of the stuff that we've been going through this year. And it's only September. We still have a few more months left to go of this year. Uh, the next scripture I'm going to give you is Romans 8, 26 through 27. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through those wordless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of our spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. So, real quick. If you're in prayer and you don't have the words to see, say, but you are like, or you're just like, I can't, like I can't, or you're just having emotions. The Lord knows your heart. He knows what you're saying. And I want you to think about certain situations in your life right now that instantly come to your mind. And how do you think the Holy Spirit can change that? Just put, just by you approaching the situations in a different manner. By putting Jesus first. By putting him first. Letting the Holy Spirit lead you will make things that you are certain about less complicated. Sometimes when we are feeling so so many emotions, as women, we feel lots of emotions. Uh, we don't know where to start even with our prayer or even the right words to say. Or, is, or that is the Holy Spirit. Where is it? Are, are you are you here? Are you coming to take over? God knows what we're going to say or ask before we ever do. And if we allow God to lead us through the circumstances, we will avoid hurt and we will avoid suffering. Uh, because through God is how we find our strength, our hope, and our faith. I feel like the past few weeks, our pastor has been speaking on these words to us. first in our lives repeatedly we can expect things not to happen the way we want them to or need them to what will happen is there will be letdowns there will be setbacks there will be disappointments in yourself and in people these are just examples of not putting him first in circumstances you know whenever you change that perspective and that you put him first in all circumstances he will bless you he will give you contentment he will give you peace he will give you hope in all situations, good and bad. And in Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven, 37, Jesus said, Love the Lord your God with all of your passion and prayer and intelligence. The simple most breakdown of this is 
love God with all of your heart and especially through prayer and to treat others how you want to be treated. This is the golden rule. We are told this from day one of our life. And and a lot of times it's our, our moms and dads or our grandparents saying, did you want to be, did you want someone to do that to you? Is that how you want to be treated? Uh, and then it, sometimes it's usually a no. And then they say, you have to treat others how you want to be treated. And it's a golden rule. It's a commandment. If we are supposed to love others, love God and love others. Um, and when you take this commandment from Jesus and you apply it into your life, you will be able to transform so many different aspects. You will be able to remove the hardness that is covering your heart and you will be able to let go of things that you cannot control. Let go of things that you cannot change without him by your side, without him being first in all that you do. You will want to serve him more as well as serving others. So putting him first You will start living just like him, kind of like that mirrored image that you sometimes hear that we would need to be more like Christ. Uh, You will do that by humbling yourself and just looking at things at, at a more different positive perspective. You know, every day we get a choice to make. Uh, we get to wake up, we get to decide whether we want to do good or we want to do bad, or if we want to do things God's way, or if we want to do things on our own. You know, uh, it's a restart every day that we get to wake up, that we get to start by putting him first in all that we do by as soon as you wake up and as soon as your feet hit the floor, I don't care if it's as simple as thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you, Lord, for waking me up again. You know, thank you for the air in my lungs. The simple things of speaking out and thanking him and just putting him first in your day will truly change the rest of your day. You know, you will start seeing blessings come. You will start seeing different outcomes of the same situations that you've been seeing repeatedly. They will change and you will keep repeat this will keep happening over and over again as long as you keep putting him first over and over again so i encourage you um this week i usually give a challenge at the end of my podcast and this week's challenge is um i've talked about how how you spend your time what you do with the time that you are spending are you spending it with god are you making excuses this week i encourage you most of you who are listening are probably already kind of have a study pattern and you have time that you specifically spend with god Uh, but this time i encourage you all of you whether you are starting out um, this new walk with christ or whether you are a seasoned believer i encourage you to spend just 30 more minutes with him 30 more minutes with him give him 30 minutes of your day and i'm not talking about let's just do it on tuesday and thursday Every day for a week, add 30 more minutes of your time to spend with him. I don't care if you have to set a timer. I don't care if you have to plug it into your calendar. I don't care if you have to put a sticky note or if you have to put a sticky note on the remote that at night whenever you get comfy in your jammies and you're just hanging out and you just want to watch some TV, but when you grab that remote, it says, hold up. It's time to spend some time with Jesus. It's time to to spend some time praying in prayer. It's time to think about the things that I can fast for the next seven days. Or, you know, it doesn't have to be seven days, but I don't don't know. Maybe seven days is what, what you need. Maybe seven days of giving up and giving God more of your time. Giving up things and giving God more of your time. 30 minutes. That's all I'm asking. I want you to... Give him 30 extra minutes of your time this week. Every single day. 30 extra minutes. You can do it. I know you can. But 
that is it for this week's episode. I hope that you got something um, from this episode. I hope you were encouraged. I hope you were able to jot down the scriptures. If you missed them, go back and listen again and jot them down. Pray over them. Think about uh, the man who was by the pool, who he could see where he needed to go, but he just couldn't get there. Sometimes, again, we're like that. Like we can see where God's leading us, but we're just kind of stuck. We're kind of just waiting on him. We're waiting on him to kind of give us the direction, the the atta girl, that, that I need you to go do this, that push. Maybe he's waiting on us to pick up our own mat. Waiting, Maybe he's waiting to see what we're going to do. So I encourage you, guys and gals, pick up your mat. Pick up your mat and go. Go out there in the world. Spread his love. Spread his light. Spread his kindness. Do it. And don't forget about your challenge for this week. And if you are not already subscribed to the podcast, just just a reminder, just go ahead and subscribe because there will be bonus episodes coming and I don't want you to miss. But as always, I hope you have a fantastic week. I hope you, um, as, as I always say, Stay focused and be blessed. Hey guys, it's Bethany. Welcome back to Unleash Faith. Super excited to hang out with you today as we are going to actually be uh, doing our very first interview. And we're going to be hanging out here with Jennifer. Jennifer.